Hello, everybody, and welcome to Hashtag Here at Sterling, the podcast where I, take uh, Andrew Stansberry, take in students from Sterling College, bring them in, ask them about their life and little things that they're doing, and then we put, might play a little game, ask a little story about their life and what they're doing, and uh, just have a generally have a good time and have fun. Uh, anyway, I am glad that you are here listening in on to this podcast. We're going to have a good time today, especially since I have brought in a good friend of mine. I have known him before college uh, because we met one time uh, before in forensics, but we'll talk about that later. Um, and it is the good, the possibly great Wesley Lowry. Thanks for having me on here today, Andrew. <laughs> Ooh, applause. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, how, how you doing, man? I'm doing good. Uh, just trucking through the semester like every other student. <laughs> I, I, I definitely hear you on that. I've been having a rough week. Um, just from various things, because, you know, college. Oh, yes. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, some of the listeners might not know you very well, so let's get to know you a little bit. Uh, let's just ask some questions. Like, uh, first off, what, what year are you? Like, So this is my junior year here at Sterling College. Uh, okay. Well, when do you plan to graduate then? Um, like, just in the normal four years. The four, um, normal four. Uh, yeah, thankfully I don't have to stay an extra semester or anything. Mm. Save a little bit of money at least. Yeah, no, no kidding, no kidding. Um, so, yeah, you're a junior. You're the same, same grade as I am, uh, if that wasn't clear from what I just said. Uh, um, so, yeah, uh, and uh, one, one thing that's interesting, I'm actually going to, uh, my, my final semester here at Sterling, I'm actually going to uh, come part-time because I'm only going to be taking, like, two classes, uh, which will be se- senior seminar and uh, senior project. Oh, wow, that's really nice. Yeah, oh, it's, um, I mean, I'm excited because then it'll also save me a bit of money, but I'll still be able to, like, live here and experience the four years of college, which oh, yeah. is really nice. Um, uh, anyway, so uh, what what major are you? So I'm a youth ministries major. Youth uh, ministries. Probably going to get a minor in communication soon. Just have to go Ooh. through all the logistics for that. That sounds fun. Um, so so y- uh, young young ministries major. Yeah, youth ministry. So youth working min- specifically sorry, yeah. with uh, middle schoolers and high schoolers, but children's ministry isn't out of the way either. Okay, okay. So like, what what are you planning to go into with that kind of major? Yeah, so that kind of major. Um, it opens up the possibility to maybe missions, traveling internationally, um, and doing some work overseas with that. Um, but some people get like a missions major, minor for that. But thankfully, through Sterling College, you can go on missions trips um, through a place called Global Infusion, and you're able to hook up some links through there if you happen to feel a call or a passion to uh, a missionary life later in life. But primarily, I would prefer to stay here in the States, um, at least right now, and just find a job as a youth pastor somewhere, working with middle schoolers and high schoolers. Um, and just being kind of their spiritual guider, leader, and friend. Mm. That that definitely sounds like a great profession to go into. And uh, the whole missions trip thing we'll get into a little bit later. But um, anyway, yeah, that's cool. Uh, so I believe you live in Campbell. Um, uh, yes, Campbell Dorm. <laughs> yeah, Campbell Dorm. Specifically, uh, w- would you like to say where exactly you live? Yeah, so I've lucked out in Campbell this year. For the first two years, I lived upstairs in the main lobby uh, with a few good friends of mine. But a good portion of us actually relocated to the south basement, which is the only area 
air-conditioned part of Campbell. So and we, everyone's jealous. <laughs> yeah, um, I've ended up with a pretty sweet deal this year, not just because mm. of air conditioning, but I have some really solid roommates. Micah, That's awesome. Uh, Sam, Marshall, just really cool group of guys I'm able to do some fellowship with and hang out with while I continue my college career. That's really here. cool. Do, do you guys have, like, a lot of deep talks that you talk about? Actually, or? you know, not really. Really? Um, Sometimes they come up every now and then, but even then, the really deep talks are only about just five minutes or so. It's more just enjoying each other, um, hanging out together, just chilling out, you know, just kind of enjoying the brotherhood. But, yeah, I, I, I'd say that's fair. Cool. Um, well, it was good to get to, to know you a little more, uh, but to get to know you even further, it is time for us to play a game. All right. Uh, I have music playing over this, <laughs> but you can't hear it because we're not listening to it. Uh, cool. So, uh, the game, as listeners may know, uh, I do have multiple games in mind, um, but for now, I have just been picking this one that I like to call Fast Choices. Now, in this game, I will ask the dear Wesley Lowry a series of questions, about 20 questions, and he will have to answer them as quickly and as truthfully as possible, um, and hopefully get a world record in time. Uh, last week, Jack Worrell was in here, and he got a time of about 4 minutes and 45 seconds. Um, the one advantage that Wesley will have is that the questions are slightly altered to be a little easier to answer in about one word or one sentence. Uh, so, with that being said, Wesley, are you ready to answer some questions? All right, let's do it. All right. Now, I will start the timer after I read the first question. Here we go. If you could have an endless supply of food, what would you? What would it be? Pizza or spaghetti. <laughs> if you were an animal, what would you be? Dog. What is your lifetime goal? To be a good father. Mm. Uh, who is your favorite superhero? <laughs> Flash. <laughs> who do you look up to? My dad. Mm. Uh, what is your favorite thing to do in the summer? Be a camp counselor. What is your favorite ice cream flavor? Lemon. Who is your favorite cartoon character? <laughs> Bugs Bunny. If you could visit any place in the world, where would you go? Ireland. What is your dream job? To be a youth pastor. Are you a morning or night person? Night. What is your favorite hobby? Playing disc golf. <laughs> what is your worst pet peeve? People who chew on their nails. Oof. Uh, what is the weirdest thing you've ever eaten? Uh, I was in India and I had a chance to try a meat that wasn't chicken or like kind of any of the traditional meat we're used to. And I can't remember what it is now, but it had like this very weird, squishy kind of context. That's interesting. <laughs> or content, I guess. Huh. <laughs> All right. Uh, what's something weird that you do? Uh, I pace when I need to think, so I'll just pace anywhere or really any place that's kind of open, and that's just how I'm able to clear my thoughts. All right, cool. Um, describe yourself using three words. Very punny guy. <laughs> uh, if someone made a movie of your life, would it be a drama, a comedy, a romantic comedy, an action film, or a science fiction? Romantic comedy. Hmm. Uh, did you have an imaginary friend when you were little, and who and what were they? I did have an imaginary friend when I was little. His name was Nemo, but he looked more like Blue from Foster's Home from Imaginary Friends. All right. Uh, if you could meet any historical figure, who would you choose? Hmm. Abraham Lincoln. 
All right. And finally, what would what would be your slogan for life? Love Jesus, love people. Time. All right, that is definitely a new record with two minutes and nine seconds. Congratulations. All right. And there were some interesting answers in there. Uh, if we could just go over a couple of those real quick. Sure. Um, let me see. No, 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 no. Uh, pet peeve, I totally agree with people chewing on their nails. It's <laughs> disgusting. It's not even that. It's just the sound it makes. It oh, yeah. crazy. If you're sitting just close to a person, you can, like, hear the gnawing. Uh, it's just, uh. Even when, even when they're just clipping their toenails, like, uh, like just the other day, my roommate out of nowhere was clipping his toenails, and I'm just like, what? What's this? <laughs> what <are you> so, <laughs> it, it was, it was kind of, uh, interesting. Um, uh, who do you look up to? You said your father. Yes. Uh, that's really interesting because Jack last week also said his father. Mm. Um, so, I mean, you know, we all have that father figure in our yeah. life and I'll, I'll, I'll agree to that. Um, yeah. So there, there were, uh, yeah. Describe yourself using three words. Very punny guy. I totally <laughs> get you for that. <laughs> I remember, uh, first year that we came here, um, I called you the pun Jedi and I was your Padawan. Uh, geez, that, that was always funny. And the puns have only gotten worse from there. Yep. <laughs> uh, but, but it's, it's always in good fun. Um, so one thing I want to talk about real quick before we get into story time, um, that's what I've called it, is uh, how, how we first met. Um, now, I don't exactly remember how you remember this story. I don't even remember, uh, I don't even know if you do remember when we first met. But the way that I remember it, uh, I was going to a tournament, uh, a forensics tournament, and I was looking, going around, going to my next round and stuff, and um, there was this guy who was talking to a bunch of people, and I was like, wow, he's making a lot of friends with a bunch of people. Let's go over and talk to him. Um, so I, I walked up, and I introduced myself, and uh, we I went in for a handshake, and you kind of psyched me out, and then I naturally kind of went up and uh, curled my hair back, and then you kind of were like yeah nice or something <laughs> I, uh, so that's how we first met but do, do you remember like how do you remember I, that? I vaguely remember you seeing at a tournament um, and I if I'm remembering the context correctly I was just getting ready to go into an impromptu round and talking to a couple mm. of people that normally done that event um, we'd had a lot of rounds together over the past year or two so we were just catching up about life and you kind of come came over said hey you explained to me the prose piece you were doing I remember that can't remember what it was now but I remember I can't being, either <laughs> I remember you being in prose specifically okay uh, but yeah it's, that's what I really remember of that and then you kind of saying freshman year I know I've seen you somewhere before and then yep. put all the pieces together and eventually got there yeah and, and that's just kind of crazy because, like, you you were one of the first people that I made friends with when I came to college. And it was just because I randomly saw you somewhere else. Mm-hmm. So I th- that's always just so funny to me, uh, the way that people become friends. Um, I mean, it's always either by coincidence or by association. But even then, it's, it's always really interesting to find out. Anyway, so uh, let's go into our final segment now that I like to call story time. This is a time where I will ask the student to kind of tell a little story about their life here on campus. But today is special uh, because uh, today we during chapel, we had a little, uh, what, what was it called? Like a missions trip type thing? Yeah, missions chapel. Um, missions chapel. Yeah, yeah, it's just where, um, since Stern Collins does missions trips yearly, there's always a chapel 
chapel uh, towards the beginning of the year um, of each academic year. And it just spends time talking to each team that went uh, on a mission trip this year. I believe it was India, Nepal and the Philippines uh, and Tennessee and Tennessee. Yeah, that's right. They do. The volleyball team will usually do one stateside. Right. Yeah. Um, and it just so happened that you went on a missions trip this past summer uh, to India. Uh, I forgot there for a second. Um, so, yeah. Uh, so, instead of doing the normal story on campus, I would like you to tell a little story about your time in India. Just a little something that can maybe inspire people or just a funny little story to, that we can talk about. Yeah, so something that was really cool about India was um, I think most Americans, the first time they go on a missions trip, are often in the mindset of, I'm going to do good for these people. I'm going to spread the gospel and do good, which to a certain degree is true. You know, a lot of people will go because they feel a calling by God to go there um, and to help people mm. who don't have as much, who are in need. Um, you know, here as a nation, we've been very, very, very spoiled compared to a good portion of the world. That's very true. Um, so in India, we spent a lot of time working in villages, um, just going to very, very tiny villages wherever they were and just praying over people, um, spending time in fellowship with them. And I think the favorite part of that for me was just playing with the kids. Um, the kids were really, really exceptional just because they had, most of them had never seen a white person before. Really? Um, yeah, so... And for them, it's just fascinating because it's not just that they haven't seen a white person before. Um, it's that they haven't seen really anybody else of any skin color before. That's so, um, Do they know that they exist? Oh, or? yes. They, they're okay. aware that there are other cultures outside of their world. Um, but, you know, they don't get they don't have the Internet. They don't have textbooks as often they're in right. poverty areas where they don't really get it to go to school or have quite the same level of education. So they just hear about people from different parts of the world, but can really probably only imagine what they look like unless they actually see a photo or get to meet somebody like that in person. So, I mean, um, we could have shown, like, um, a black person could have showed up, an Asian person could have showed up, and they would have been equally amazed at just the difference in how people look, their facial features, um, their skin color. It was all really fascinating to the kids just because they had never seen anything like that That before. is really interesting because on, on on the flip side of that, like, um, uh, imagine, like, a, a white person, you know, just thinking that there's only white people. Well, knowing about other cultures, but then seeing a black person for the first time and just just the thought of that or e either way is just really interesting to me. Yeah, um, which just goes to show how much more blessed we've been here in America, not mm -hmm. only being able to live in a very multiracial country, we're able to experience different religions if we choose so or different cultures if we choose so, but also being able to even be to a point if we choose to be educated about them. Mm -hmm. um, but the kids are just really cool because all they wanted to do was just play with us, hang out with us. Um, That's and fun. it felt very biblical in the sense that Jesus is like, you know, let the children come to me. Don't turn the mm. children away. You can only be saved if you have a childlike faith. Um, mm. And the other really cool part of the mission trip is when we did faith and fellowship with the people in the villages. Um, just their faith and their worship was just so on fire and passionate. Um, they, they truly really rely on God or nothing. Um, just wow. because of their limited resources. Yeah. Um they, you know, you come in and 
you go to spread the gospel, but many of the places we went to, I'd already had a church planted, and we were just coming to kind of help spread word around that village. But the community of the church that some of those villages had was already just so on fire for Jesus, um, just in worship, not even singing, but yelling out his name, screaming his name. Wow. Um, just being so into their worship. You know, it wasn't a going to church every Sunday and Wednesday, I'm just going through the motions kind mm. of deal. Um this was their life. They took their faith very, very seriously. And although it was cool, we were able to go in and help and present um, stories of faith and telling and um, just be able to share experiences with them. Um, we were blessed in equal return, if not more so. Because um, even though we went there with the intent to provide them with something and to help them, um, we got the unexpected blessing of just seeing other Christians on fire for their faith and how much yeah. they love Jesus and just how much they believe in the power of prayer and worship and how that's not just a way to communicate to God to them, but it is the way to communicate to God. Um, you know, hmm. they take it very seriously. They're very, very passionate about it. Um, and that was, I think that was the coolest part of the mission strip for a good portion of our team members just seeing people be really really on fire for their faith mm. and that's not to take away say from the american church and how we do things here but i would also say that the american church even bothered to have half the passion that the church in india did our country or at least the church standing in the country today might look very very differently and it might be even more effective that's it's very possible um although at, at the same time, like, have you heard uh, a lot of times when you think of a church that's, you know, quote unquote, so passionate about uh, their faith that they shout the Lord's name or whatnot, that turns away a lot of people. Well, it's interesting because, I mean, take people who claim to be passionate about the church but pres but don't really represent the gospel. A good example right. of this would be the Westboro Baptist Church, which I've <laughs> had I've had a very unique experience um, with the Westboro Baptist Church in really? the sense that they live where I live. They live in Topeka, Kansas. Oh. Their main headquarters is there. Fred Phelps, who started the Westboro Baptist Church, lives in Topeka, the city I grew up in. I didn't realize that. So... It took me a while to kind of realize how strange the Phelps were just because growing up I was used to seeing signs on the road that said, God hates fags, um, America mm. is going to hell and things like that. And although I never believed them because my parents said, you know, you see those signs, you ignore them, they're not true, they don't represent the truth. Um, it was just also normal to me. And it wasn't until mm. I kind of got older and kind of saw people revolting and pushing back against it that I realized, wow, these people aren't just central to Kansas. They're central to the United States. And just the hate speech that their supposed quote-unquote church is spreading. Um, so people like that, I can see why people might be turned away from the church. But mm. at the same time, perhaps it's passion that the church needs in order to bring people back. Take, for example, um, people seeing people who call themselves Christians, yet their life doesn't look any different, except they just go to church on Sunday and Wednesdays. Right, yeah. Um, you know, being on passionate and fire about Jesus might actually be what is required in order to draw people back into the church. Because why do you want to go to church if everyone else who goes to church is just living the same life? And it's not that much right. Different. Yeah, they're all just going through the motions, and there's, I mean, I, I shouldn't say there's nothing interesting about it, but there, there's not like that spark that is kind of needed, so, so to speak. I'm, I'm trying to formulate yeah. my words, and well, and and it's not 
and it's then there's truly nothing wrong with Sunday and um, Wednesday church. Uh, it's important, you know, that's a time for Christians to gather together in fellowship, meet with right. one another, pray and be together. It's an important foundation. It's just a matter of are we going to take the things we learn there seriously? Um, right. That's one of my biggest yeah, passions yeah. for going into youth ministry. There's a staggering statistic of teenagers that are leaving the church once they hit to college, ranging anywhere from <sighs> 60 to 75 percent. I've, I've heard that, and that's scary. Mm-hmm. Well, so my goal is as a youth minister for kids not just to come on Wednesdays and Sundays and go on their merry way, but for them to actually see what Christ looked like um, Mm. and how that can actually impact their lives for the greater good and not just for themselves, but how ultimately they can serve the community around them and bring people hope and light and a world that just seems to be shadowed by darkness and fear and Mm. failure. I mean, you know, it's not hard to tell whether it's looking at the political situation of the world, the economical situation, or even just Mother Nature itself with all the hurricanes lately. There are a lot of people that are in need of light and hope and a savior. Um, Oh, definitely. And that's where the church needs to be stepping up. Yeah, and I I mean, to that degree, I mean, I I do totally agree with you. The passion in the church needs to, well, okay, there needs to be passion in the church because, um, you know, just going through the motions, that's not church. That's going to another thing as if it was work, um, which it, which is what church shouldn't be. Church should not be work. It should be something that you enjoy going to and you look forward to going to. And then even after you leave, you live out that life of a person who goes to church. Well, a, a Christian, for crying out loud. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, you, you, you got to be passionate. And it needs to come back. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I just wanted to say that because uh, I, I realized I kind of sounded like I was arguing with you and disagreeing, but I'm really just trying to make conversation. Yeah. And it's all and it's all just a matter of if people are willing to step up and try their best to be like Jesus, what mm-hmm. Jesus and his ministry looked like, how he loved on people. Um, and ultimately, while holding yourself to a standard, um, of Christ and the faith, also not being judgmental. Um, mm. You know, even Jesus himself said, I didn't come for the healthy, I came for the sick. Correct. Um, so ministry should not be about knowing how to live the perfect life. It should be about how best you can shine the light of Christ in a fallen and broken world. Mm. Uh, because nobody's going to live a perfect life. That's part of fallen oh, no. sin in human nature. Yeah, definitely. So the best we can do is look to Jesus and say, what did Jesus do? And then love on people like he did and just go from there. Because hmm. um, it's not our job to change people. It's just our job for the, for us to be there for them and to open the door and for God to do the rest. Exactly. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I'd say that was good. Uh, kind of went on a bit of a tangent from uh, the little story that we were telling. But, hey, we, we that, that was a good conversation. I'm glad that we put that onto this podcast. Um, anyway, yeah. So uh, that, is, that is the end of the podcast. Uh, as always, uh, I am glad that you listened all the way up to this point. Uh, because if you didn't, then, well, 
I, I would be I would be sad because you you left and that that would be sad. But I'm glad that you're here because you, you, that that is good. That is great. Uh, anyway, so as always, uh, I will put up a new podcast th- uh, every week because this is a weekly podcast, best as I can do it. Uh, and I will bring in a new student next week uh, when we're going to do this whole thing over again because we like to have fun. Anyway, uh, with that being said, thank you for listening. <laughs> more time and uh, yep goodbye